Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Rain Erickson, the legendary chili dog at my feet, uh, legendary dumb birds out in the other room. So all is good. Legendary Paulette is in uh, Washington State, working, living on the ocean. Um, other than she misses her dog and her birds. She really likes it out there. But she'll be home in two weeks. Just in time for me to leave. She gets home on the 3rd. I leave for the 5th for the uh, Baja 1000 with the, the uh, Crossfire Off-Road Trophy Truck number 57. Also hanging out with uh, Campbell Racing down there. Really looking forward to it. Fingers crossed. Might get a helicopter. Anyway, um, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, end of the season, so to speak. you got Reunion Island coming up, but I'm not there, so I won't be able to comment much on it. I will try to talk to some other racers <clears throat> afterwards, so we have that to look forward to. And, uh, I don't know, i got some interesting people I want to talk to in the... Uh, "Quote unquote off season," so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Got a couple of um, episodes here lined up and actually recorded, so we'll get those out um, probably before I leave, and then we'll have a little break while I'm in Baja. Um, I might actually do one down there. Those of you that have been to a couple of races uh, have probably met uh, Bill. Bill Spinney uh, actually was part of uh, the old Eco Challenge, so we'll talk about that. But I'm going to try and drag him out in the desert. He's going to Baja with the team, so um, maybe we'll sit down and talk a little adventure racing while we're uh, down there patiently waiting for the uh, race to come by. So um, that's it. Let's get this going. It's almost my bedtime. Get it up, get it posted, so you can all enjoy it this uh, next week. Oh yeah, Mary Chandler, um, icon. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, hell of a nice person. So uh, yeah, she spent uh, been all damn year racing. So let's uh, hear what she's got to say about it. So go fast, take chances, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Hello? Mary Chandler, this is Randy. Hey, Randy. <laughs> How are you? Good. You probably wondered, who who is the weirdo calling from this Yeah, you're number? restricted. <laughs> yeah, you're a restricted number. Yeah. And I have the Michael Myers in my Halloween tone right now, so, you know, kind of uh, <laughs> wasn't sure if I should answer. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Skype comes from wherever. When I call, ah, call got people. It. So, how are you? I'm good. So, how are things in Enjoying, Michigan? Uh, enjoy- yeah, they're cold, actually. Oh. I was that hoping doesn't... for a, last, last fall I came home to visit. It was quite warm. This year, it's. Uh, I think we've had more cold and even some snow. So, oh. not the best, but it's yeah. okay. Yeah, we had good, our good, first. Good to be with family. Yeah, we had our first snow, but now it's. It's like 50 degrees out right now tonight. So, I mean, oh, nice. enjoying every 
every last minute of it. <laughs> exactly. The wind is what's been crazy here. It's it's it actually hasn't been that cold in there, no, except for the the wind has just been insane, huh. which uh, makes things feel yeah. colder than they actually are. Yeah, and you probably get. I mean, are you anywhere near any of the Great Lakes? Do you get that wind, that lake cold too? Yeah, my hometown is right on Lake Huron, so oh. yeah, yeah, pretty pretty good. You get the nor'easters, and uh, yeah, kind of shuts everything down. So yeah, uh, hopefully the the gales of November don't come early this year. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> not ready for it yet. So, okay. I'll, I'll be I'll be heading out earlier. Yeah, <laughs> family. Uh, yeah, no thanks. I'm going to go to where it's warm. Yeah. Um. So, did you plan on doing five expedition races this year? Um, I think for the most part, I think they all kind of just kind of fell into into place. I got asked. I guess two were kind of unplanned. I knew yeah. about October. I knew about Ray Del Viento, and then um, in basically New Zealand at God Zone, and the rest of them just kind of fell into place as um as as a team needed me. I guess you could say. Um, it worked out great. I think it was. It was good. It kept me busy. Um, I don't like to do long training sessions, so it kind of made it more fun to just race, recover, and then race again. Yeah. Um, so my longest stint between races was between God's Zone and Oregon in June. So once, uh, basically, I guess once Ecuador, I went to the Larasinchi race in July. Once that rolled around, I basically haven't done any training. I've just been racing and just kind of, you know, basic runs and rides. Nothing, yeah. nothing fancy. That's for sure. So, and well, yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that tra- training's way over, way overrated. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I had some great, I had some great training this summer out in, with Idaho and with some friends, and um, and that went great. But once the racing kicked in for the last three months, it it was good to just do, you know, big expedition, and then you recover and get back, you know, just start moving again, and then it's time to travel for the next one. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I like it. That that's that's more my style. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So, do you get asked to almost every race in the world? No, <laughs> no. I mean, if I did, I'd, I'd be racing in World Champs coming up here soon. So, um, no, I you know I definitely I got asked for I guess two other races that I turned down and just didn't fit my schedule. Yeah, but um, you know if they fit and the team is right, I'll you know. And of course, if any any expenses are covered, yeah, um, I'll I'll jump in because I I do enjoy racing, and you know there's something to be said with racing with your same team. Um, there's a familiarity. There's there's definitely, you know, understanding each other out there a little bit easier. But this year was interesting because I was racing with all new people. A few I'd raced with in the past, but for the most part, it was it was all new people, and it was really fun to get to know them. Um, you know, new stories, new food to share. It was just, it kind of put a fresher feel to, to each race and you just kind of weren't sure what you were getting into other than, you know, um, maybe racing against that person. So you knew, you knew that they'd be strong, but, um, it definitely changed things up for me. Um, kind of kept it, I don't know, kind of kept it interesting and in that it was a little more exciting, I guess. Um, I do miss, you know, I, it was nice to get back with AMK there at, uh, yeah. in Argentina to race with the guys I've raced with before, but, um, it, yeah. it definitely, um, I don't know, it just kind of changes things up when you, it's kind of the beauty of the sport, right? We, we all know each other out there. We're all friends. And, and then when you team up it, you get to know those people even better. And, you know, people who I've only said hello to maybe in the past, mm-hmm. I actually got to like, you know, 
race side by side with for 48 hours and you feel like you've known him your whole life. So it was pretty cool to, to walk away. And I feel like I have a lot, a lot closer relationships this year than I did in the past. Yeah. That's kind of cool. You know, it's that, that accelerated, um, lifelong friendship thing that adventure yeah. racing brings. <laughs> yeah. So. When you're, when you're thrown into a pack raft with someone you never really met other than like maybe 24 hours ago, you, you get to know them pretty well. And, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and you and you if you come out on the other side, it's it's you know it's it's all good. I had all good experiences, and and definitely um you know you you your experiences together. Obviously, you're going to build that relationship more than if you're just you know racing against each other for sure. Yeah. So when you um you know team calls you and, and if so if you don't know people, do you uh, do you do you find friends of friends? Do you try to get a little little sense of, of absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Everybody who I talked to, the the teams I raced with this year, I pretty much had a general idea of everyone. Um, the new team out of uh, Washington, Bellingham, Washington, their Quest, mm-hmm. they are solid. I've just never, I didn't know who they were, so yeah. I you know contacted my old Dart Noon boys who live in Washington and who have done training and, and raced against them and know them. And, and sure, I got a little insight on them. Yeah. Um, you know, my biggest concern of racing with other teams is, is the navigation because, sure, I can help somebody maybe move faster or, or just in general, you know, get through a race. But if we're going in the wrong direction, I, <laughs> I am not the one to help out. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, that's my only concern is when I jump on a team I'm not familiar with is, is who's the navigator and, you know, will we have any issues and, and should I be concerned at all? And, you know, everybody I race with, there's there's no concern that we – was all pretty solid, which which helps, <laughs> as yeah. anyone would tell you. Yeah, um, going in the right direction is, is always is always helpful, and the rest just kind of falls into place. And that's that is a big step in the right direction. See see what I did there? That's yep, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, um, well, there there are no secrets in adventure racing. Is the the bottom line? Oh, there. sure, there are. <laughs> No. There's little secrets you kind of like. Hmm. Well, okay, little secrets, but but it, everybody knows somebody that knows everybody. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. And even I mean, even things that happen out on a race course. I mean, it's 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 you know, if something happens on the race course, most of the time that stays out on the race course. Mm-hmm. You either fix it or, or if there was any sort of a problem or somebody had like a really bad moment out there. I mean, you know out of respect for that person where, you know, most of the time we're not going to, you know, reveal that unless it's obviously critical for, you know, somebody's safety for a future, a future race. But, um, yeah. those kind of secrets, you know, yeah, those, those always stay out there in, in, in that moment and then you move on and, and everything's good again. So, yeah. Do you, um, let, let's just say this is a hypothetical question. Uh, <laughs> If if you were if you had raced with somebody that was maybe not your cup of tea, and and somebody specifically asked you about them, would you tell them the truth? How's that? For I think being, it has like, to really, depend. Really, really vague. <laughs> yeah, you know I think it has to depend right? on on what my personal issue is was with that cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it was a safety concern or an attitude or a, Hey, you're not going to finish this race because this person is like this. Absolutely. I would yeah. tell them, um, and then let them decide. But there are certain things that maybe it was the reason something happened was in that moment, in that situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and maybe that person learned from that, you know, mistake and, and it won't happen again. Yeah. 
but um I don't know. I think I'd, I think it, it would. It's a tough question because it would really depend on what the issue was. But if it was a safety or a wow, that guy's a jerk, um, yeah. then yeah, I would I would probably say it because I feel like I can get along with you know ninety nine percent of the people I come across. But yeah. um, again, this is you know most adventure racers you don't usually see too much of a of a personality conflict. It's it's um, but you know you add the stresses of of what goes on out there and it'll change a person who. You know, may have been a great friend, and then you go and do a race with them, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, so I, I think it would have to depend on I think yeah. who I was talking to, what the race was. There's just so many factors, you know, yeah. um, uh, of what could determine what needs to be revealed and and, <laughs> yeah. and warned against. Well, and I think there's this thing that if somebody asks you about somebody, then maybe they have heard something. You know, it's it's yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't ha- I, and I mean you know <clears throat> most women in the sport have right I mean you know we we probably race the most with the most variety of people mm-hmm. so um I think yeah I, I I think it's always a good idea to to reach out and say hey you know would you think racing I mean I yeah. actually I the more I think about it I actually did reach out a few on a few of these people that I race with and you know I got all good reports back but and if it was something that kind of raised a flag or something it was it was. It's good to be aware of, and then you know, obviously, if it didn't happen again, then it's good. And if it, it did, maybe you can prevent you know that situation from flaring up or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you know we all know communication is the key to to a successful team, and and so if you can you know figure those issues out before by asking you know, hey, I'm going to go race with so and so. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think any information you get is always going to be helpful because you don't want to find out day four in the middle of the Amazon jungle. That you know, <laughs> yeah. So and so is afraid of spiders. I don't know, but I mean, it's 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 yeah. It's it's always good to to be open and and um, honest with everybody out there. That's for sure. Yeah. Who um specific question? Who is the biggest surprise that you raced with this year? Um. Somebody, you know what? You wow. know what my question is like. You, you thought you knew something about them and. Like they turned out to be like really, really funny. I'd say Steven on uh, Bend Racing. I had no idea he was as funny and as strong both. I mean, he was just amazing to race with. Um, I think he's been kind of a, maybe that was a secret that the Bend Racing team has been keeping, but um, he he just kind of blew my mind. And and even at one point, um, my teammate Eric was having some, we had really bad infection in our feet. And we were like, I don't know, maybe a K to go before we hit our boats. And I mean, Stephen literally gave Eric a piggyback ride, and it probably saved us like thirty minutes. And Eric a lot of agony, um, and it was just unreal. I mean, he just scooped him up, and you know, I think Stephen's like three inches shorter than Eric, so it was kind of comical to run behind him. <laughs> but um, he really surprised me just because I've only you know had small interactions with him pre-race and stuff. Yeah. And he always seemed like this quiet, mellow guy, and then <laughs> <laughs> he was actually quite crazy, and it was it was great. He was he was. Uh, definitely a good guy to, i would race with him in a second yeah well they say it's always the quiet ones you have to watch out for so yep exactly you never know <laughs> for sure yeah so but, uh, but no everybody i raced with it was it was all good and it was it was yeah i mean i i would i would say they all kind of surprised me a little bit here and there um it was good cool um so this is the part of the podcast that people like because i stopped talking so just <laughs> Just spend a few minutes on each of your races, just just talking about them. You know, you know, 
you know, talk about your races. That's what adventure <laughs> racers do. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I could say I kicked off the season uh, racing God Zone mm-hmm. in New Zealand. I think that was uh, first week of March. That one was a little questionable because I somehow managed to dislocate my shoulder a month out. Um, but you know, once we got there and got going, you kind of forget and, and everything was fine. And the, and we all worked together. Great. It was one of those long races that, um, I think we were out there for seven and a half days, which was about two days too long for me. But, um, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was, I think at one point we had 72 hours of, of um, trekking and pack rafting without resupply. So that, that kind of made things interesting. Um, and then after seven and a half days of racing, we still had like a, a sprint to the finish and it was just kind of silly to fight for 12th place. But at the same sense, you know, you're, you're out there to the end and, and you're not going to let anybody pass you when you've been ahead of them for seven days. But, um, that was with Bend racing. So it was, um, Daniel and Steven from Bend and then Eric Sanders from my, um, adventure medical kit team and I joined up. So that was great. And then June, we went off to expedition, um, Oregon. I wasn't sure. You know, I, I kind of had interest in doing that race, and I was having some trouble getting four people locked in with me. And then Quest out of Bellingham, Washington, um, they lost one of their one of their people um, was was sick, I guess. And so they called me in, and um, that worked out really great. That was a great great race up there. I think it was fifty some hours. We got a little screwy because um, we only slept thirty minutes on, in two days, and that kind of towards the end that was actually a bad choice. But um, I think we held on for third place. Um, Bend Racing put on a great race up there, and I think they're going to be a real, real race next year. Mm-hmm. And then I went off to uh, Wirasinchi in Ecuador, and um, I raced with two guys from um, Ecuador. They're on Team Movistar, and then they brought in Nick Gracie out of the UK as well. And the four of us had a pretty good race. We had a little bit of nav trouble, um, but for the most part, we we figured it out and did some problem solving in the middle of the jungle on in the night that was interesting but we managed to hold on to third place there and then in september i went off to i joined bones and uh went up to squamish for primal quest another amazing adventure um unfortunately they had a lot of course changes last minute so it turned into more like two two fun adventure sections where we got to sleep a full night um because of dark zones on the glacier and, and other reasons in white water and then the last 36 hours of a five-day race was actually what determined the race. Wow. And um, there we ended up second. Somehow we, we managed to pop just the front of Quest. Uh, there were some other issues in that race just with just miscommunication and stuff. But um, for all in all, and, and it was pouring rain, and that was probably the most miserable weather we had But um, that I raced in this year. But all in all, it was, it was, Quest Squamish was amazing. It was, we had a good time. And then October, I went off to um, another demonstration race, Raid Del Viento, and I joined um, Olaf and Eric, and um, we brought in my teammate from Ecuador, uh, Martin from Movistar, and we it just it was a great great combo. Um, Olaf nailed the nav, and Eric was solid with his backup, and then um, and then Martin and I worked um, to keep the team moving, and and um, and let me tell you, having another teammate to speak. Spanish in South America is very helpful. Yes. Um, made things a lot easier, especially when you get a little goofy and sleepy. Um, it just it just made things way more um, not complicated. I mean, we just kind of, we knew what was happening in the transitions. There was no trying to figure things out, and uh, it just made things so much easier. And then that one, 
we were battling it out with um, a team from Spain, and then one of their guys got hurt, I guess. We had pulled ahead of him, and then something happened at the ropes for him where he couldn't go on. So, unfortunately, that race kind of became a um, – we pretty much were solid, like, in the lead and had nobody able to catch us. But we just kind of um, – they kind of cut the last section short so that they could get all the teams back together. Um, so, as much as that was a bummer to not get to do this – amazing mountain track that they had planned i also at that moment was was not too disappointed and um and patagonia down there is amazing it was incredibly cold at night but i think we got very lucky with the weather in the end and um i think i'm happy with only doing a 48 hour race in patagonia as opposed to the one that i think is happening soon yeah down there the the big one the big expedition (laughs) race i'm not sure i want to handle that weather and, and that terrain for and that wind oh man the wind talk about wind um I'm not sure I really want to be in that for eight days, but um, and the water just kind of takes your breath away. I thought uh, New Zealand water was cold in the white water and the rivers, but the, and even Alaska, I thought that water is cold. But this stuff, I don't know. It kind of took your breath away anytime you cross a creek or when we were paddling. But um, it was a good good end of the season. We ended up with a win there, so um, five expeditions and all different teams, and I was on the podium for four of them, but. Um, finally made the top spot and uh, I don't know it was just an amazing year I had a lot of fun um, all good people um, that I would you know be willing to race with again and and uh, I think it just worked out really well yeah so how did you uh, end up with teamed up with Nick in in uh, Ecuador that two two Ecuadorians an American and a and a Nick oh <laughs> well <coughs> no, excuse me um, I think Nick had raced with them before, okay. and then normally um, Yari out of Colorado Springs mm-hmm. usually race um, has raced with Martine, and um, she had just recently had a baby. So um, he, I had met Martine a year before at the World Mountain Bike Twenty Four Hour National, um, the Twenty Four Hour World Championships. He and I shared um, a pit crew, so he had a general idea of of who I was and um, and has raced against me. So I think he just got a hold of me and and you know asked me to join them and of course i'm like hey that's a that's a good spot to go so um it was was a it was a pretty easy decision actually to to head to there and i'd never raced with nick before so um figured i'd give that a go as well so um yeah it was an interesting combination you're right to have two two ecuador ecuadorians and then nick and i but um yeah another it worked out well it was it was good so um a little bit off topic, but not really. What was the worst flight of all those trips? Oh, man. So Argentina took me 43 hours to get back from, and it wasn't the flights. It was the layovers and the fact mm-hmm. that when you get to one airport, you have to take a bus to another airport, and there's shuttles. Um, it, it's funny. I, I think all my flights, I mean, technically New Zealand was probably the longest flight, but it was the, the easiest. Yeah. Because you just get on the plane and, and 12 hours later you show up at your destination. Whereas both Argentina and Ecuador were a little more difficult. Ecuador, when I came back, it should have been two short four-hour flights because I had flown out of Michigan. And the hurricanes had hit the East Coast at that time. Okay. So I actually yeah. got stuck in Florida for like another 20, 20 some hours. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't had good luck with South, South America. So, you know, I'd say... Uh, I think my best race was uh, Oregon because I could drive my RV to and had had nobody to blame but myself. So that's, that's kind probably of, the easiest. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bonus. Hey, it's it's weird for me. Yeah, when I, big the, bonus. Yeah, Belize is always Belize is thirty hours for me. 
because oh wow yeah it, it's just because I have to I get a at least a ten hour layover in Denver and like five or six in Houston and then the same thing coming yep. back um, you know it's yep. just it's yeah, it's the, the layovers that make things difficult, but at the same sense, I mean, we almost needed three hours just in Buenos Aires in uh, Argentina there just to, you know, get yeah. your gear, uncheck it, transfer, recheck, take a shuttle. I mean, it was just it was just kind of crazy, but um, we always say that the getting to the start line is actually the hardest part. Once, you're, once the race goes, you're all good, but, you know, yeah. actually showing up at these destinations with all of your teammates and all of your gear... Um, is crazy and and then um when we got to argentina on the last flight there was probably maybe six other teams had shown up on the same small flight so i watched <laughs> my bike box get piled on the bottom of 20 other bike boxes yeah. piled on top of it and i'm just like oh <laughs> i hope i packed that okay i hope yeah. that's okay you know it's just like uh yeah but um yeah yeah, never, never watch them loading your gear in South America. No, no. I mean, I was happy. I was happy when I saw it come off the plane, and then I'm like, oh crap, that's like one of the first ones. And then it got laid on its side, and just box after box. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it was. I was happy to see it, but at the same time, you uh, kind of wish there was a, a way that you could just put it on the seat next to you. Yeah. And uh, and put a seatbelt around it. Well, you probably can for the right price. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like specifically South America, what do you do for food? Do you try to take most of your stuff or do you th- rely on local markets and things like that? Um, it depends how long the race is. Like, um, we try, I try and bring a fair amount. Um, but it's always fun to, to see what else, what else is offered. I mean, they're always, you're going to find cookies and crackers and all the good stuff. If, mm-hmm. if you have something specific, like, energy type you know sports nutrition or you know um anything specific to your diet obviously you kind of got to bring that and not rely on on the grocery stores but i'm a i'm a total 100 percent junk food eater so um i'm not too worried about it i know i can even if i'm eating the same cookie for for three days if if that's what happens but um you basically if if you have the if you have room within your weight limit i'll throw more food in but that's usually the first to get cut yeah. when i'm traveling and i just kind of um you know as long as you know ahead of time that you are going to want to do a um you know like we knew we were, we were there's grocery stores and we were in civilization pre-race yeah. so that's obviously if you, if you know that ahead of time you can pretty much figure it out and um you know yeah. bring bring what you know you can't find and um you know other south americans they they like oreo cookies and uh you know cheetos as well so um might be a little slightly different version but you're going to find something yeah you know similar and it kind of makes it fun out there because you're just like i have no idea what i'm eating right now but let's try this you yeah know? <laughs> what what kind of and, cookie uh, is and, this and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> is this fish i'm eating <laughs> i don't know yeah. um yeah that's you know there's always a little risk there but it kind of keeps things interesting for sure yeah and then you know you walk around and see what the other kids in the school in the store are holding on to or what they're staring at and you probably got a pretty good choice that that's that's what you want in a race that's for sure yeah but the one thing that is almost impossible to find south america and new zealand is mountain dew so how exciting yes, is it if you that do is, get that to see is one? A, <laughs> <laughs> i i do appreciate that and you know um being home up to my mountain dew but um 
it's it's funny. I, I think I've just gotten in the mindset too of when I'm racing is that um, most people, other than ourselves, Randy, uh, enjoy will drink Coke. Yep. Um, and uh, and so I just kind of settle for that when I go to races, and it's totally great. And then when I come home, you know, Mountain Dew's waiting for me. Yeah. But um, but no, you're right. In Australia, it's even it's a slightly different taste to their Mountain Dew. It's kind of kind of weird, but um, mm. basically Coke is definitely the worldwide favorite because. Yeah. Uh, that is is everywhere, and I think it tastes better in South America. They 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 I think they use better sugar or real sugar. But, I think um, yeah. But That's yeah, it. you gotta you gotta let the dew go for sure yeah. when you travel. I do the um, Fanta, especially if I find the strawberry uh, Fanta. So that's oh, my, interesting. My go-to, but then um, where was I last time? I don't remember some. Anyway. Couldn't couldn't find strawberry. They went to like a fruit Fanta. They're not near as good. They're I didn't even know red. they made. Uh, yeah, I only knew the orange kind. Yeah, um, well, I did not know there was a red Fanta. Yep, you can find it. It's in the U.S. It's becoming a little more popular. So, um, the strawberry Fanta. Yeah. But yeah, in I'm, Michigan we have something called we have Fago, and I'm guessing our red flavored Fago is probably interesting. Is probably pretty similar to your. Uh, Strawberry or whatever flavor, yeah, <laughs> whatever fake flavor the, the red Fanta is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what, what can we say? Stuff. Yeah, some of us, some of us, important people have our preferences. It has happens to be Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> but um, can you? Is there one day out of? five adventure racers that was really really hard for you um i'd say in new zealand there at god zone the last trek we were on um we made a horrible error and we ended up 12 hours i think we yeah 12 hours later we came back to the same spot we were in Mm. um and it really it really wrecked my feet um eric's feet were already pretty destroyed and um and mine just, we had to sleep three hours at like a 45 degree slope because we were get we got cliffed out and we decided to just stop for a couple hours till sunrise. And so sleeping at a 45 degree slope with downward, um, you know, the, the, the blood in your feet, yeah. it's just all running down. And um, we were using like kind of pushing against trees to keep from slipping. And um, anyway, when we woke up, I mean, I think it took us like a 40 minutes to get our shoes and socks back on. I mean, it just was horrible. And um my feet had really, they got infection. Um, they called it trench foot, um, there. I'm not sure what the exact, what exactly it was, but it was not pretty. It was very painful. I just kept tying my shoes tighter. I felt like that mentally made me feel better, (laughs) but that was probably my worst, my worst moment of, um, not just pain, but just like mentally, like, why am I doing this? Why am I out here? This is stupid. Um, and I usually don't get those. Um, but you know, Again, you have three other people out there suffering just as much as you are, and and we, you know, we all kind of um, did what we could to work together and, you know, get through it. And we were out of food, and you know, we'd been out there way longer than we wanted to, and you know, but like I said, everyone, it all fell apart for the whole team. So we just, you know, there's no point in crying and quitting about, and or, you know, quitting and crying about it. But um, it just was a true, true test to the mental. Um, you know, to what the mind can do and just, you know, get up and push on and take one step over the next, even though every, every spot was, you know, every step was excruciating, but 
Um, that was that was probably my only. <laughs> out of all those, I think for doing five expeditions and that many miles and that many hours of of racing, I'm you know I'm I think I'm pretty good odds wise yeah. of you know that something had to happen at some point. Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. So, that's not and that bad. was. Yeah, I think that was the only race that I really felt like I didn't. It took me a while to recover from. Not only just to be able to put you know normal shoes and socks on to to go and walk normal, but just fully you know mentally recover from from you know we actually got a fair amount of sleep in that race, but because um, you were just forced to just stop and sleep for like two to three hours a night, and um, you know that that's that's pretty rare I think. And I think we even had two dark zones. So our first night was like I think we got like twelve hours of sleep our first night because mm. we had a full night, but. Um, yeah, just just the to I mean, was really happy I didn't have another race shortly after that one like these other ones. Um, that one was pretty tough to recover from, but um, you know, yeah. survived. Yeah. Skin grew back on my feet. Infection went away. Yeah. Shoulders fine. <laughs> so all good. Uh, yeah. Do you just go into yourself a lot while you're racing, or is it you know the occasional you know miserable period? Um, you know, I've been pretty fortunate to not have too many, I, I can definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not like I'm invincible to pain or anything, but I definitely have some moments where I, I've, you know, some low moments for sure. Um, but for me, I think it's, I do better if I focus on what everybody else is doing and how they're feeling. And, um, if most of the time, if I'm feeling bad, that means somebody else is probably feeling bad as well. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just how adventure racing works. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so like even in, in God's zone, like, yeah, I was miserable, but I knew Eric was far more miserable than me. Like his feet started to hurt way before mine did. So you kind of just kind of put yourself into, you know, you can't, you can't get upset or you can't focus on yourself. You have to focus on your teammates and like, okay, how can I help him? Like, yeah, I, I want to cry right now, but like, how do I help him move faster? You know? And then that takes my, it makes me stop thinking about what's wrong with how I'm feeling. And how can I help the team move faster? So I think most of the time I've been either just fortunate enough to be able to refocus my misery onto somebody else and, and make sure they're not, or or I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, but I just, there's definitely, I don't know, pretty, like, like again, on, on all five of my expedition races, I'd say that was the only moment that I really, that I can think of. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm forgetting something. Maybe my teammates should all phone in and be like, <laughs> what? No, you, you were, you were dragging ass, like, you know. But um, I think for the most part is is to get over your own, you know, your own problem is to, you know, focus on maybe somebody else is having a problem. What can I do to help them? And, yeah. and then you kind of, I don't know, for me it works. I kind of forget what I'm going through and, um, you know, yeah. Well, find I, the yeah. right food to share or, yeah. or the right song to sing or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever's happening in that moment. You, you've got to just get over it because it does you no good to sit there and, and you know, dwell on it. Yeah. Um, it's not going to help. Yeah. So you have, I will say, a reputation, I don't know if it's deserved or not, of being like a pusher. But let's face it, I see you in a transition zone and you're telling everybody to hurry up. <laughs> so that's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think it's fair to say that's a, that's part of your role. Is Can you do yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. Can you do that with new teammates right away or oh absolutely absolutely um you know a lot of it was um yeah i i think i just naturally 
I am an organized person when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. I can come into it's kind of my moment of, hey, I can't navigate and point the right direction, but hey, let's, you know, when we're coming in the TA, we're talking about what we need to do, what's happening. And it's it's a little bit harder with new people because I don't know what they need maybe versus mm-hmm. my other team where I'm like, okay, I know, so, you know, I know he's going to need me to help him do this because I always beat him. You know, I, I can get my bike together faster. So now I'm going to help this guy. Yeah. Um. So it, it definitely, you know, that's all part of the learning experience of, of racing with new teams for sure. And then, and you also have to learn that in that moment, is it really necessary to push someone or do they just need a second to sit and, you know, eat something and, and do what they need to do to help them feel better? Yeah. Um, you know, or, or just, you know, let the navigator just relax a second and then we'll go. So, um, but for the most part, yeah, I just, I think I just naturally kind of like, Hey, let's, let's do this. Let's get going. And, um, and once I'm ready, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and get somebody else moving as fast as we can. And, um, you know, if you come into transition and everyone's got, you know, in Argentina there, it was really hard. We, we came in in one transition and we were literally froze, like our feet were frozen. And, uh, the, we were in some hotel and like the floors were like heated. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to like get your team up and going again. Yeah. And then there's food showing up. And then the team you're racing neck and neck with is also sitting down and having food. I'm like, wait a second. So those kind of moments you kind of have to like go, okay, would we benefit by actually taking a few extra minutes here to unthaw and eat some warm food than to rush out of here, even though, yes, I'm ready to go. But clearly yeah. my teammates, you know, we need a little bit more. And then, you know, I just got to take a step back and then, you know, I'm, I'm sure I helped me a hundred percent by just chilling out, eating something warm and, you know, letting your feet, um, have those extra five minutes. So yeah, I kind of, I think it's kind of one of those in the moment decisions that most of the time, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, going, come on guys, let's go. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times where you just kind of have to take a minute and, um, you know, see how everyone's doing because it's just not worth it to go running out with your head cut off if, if someone's not ready. Yeah, well, and I don't know if 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 you heard the episode, but Anne Marie asked me if I would ever do one, and who would I have for a team? Uh-huh. And my team was Nathan and Stu and you. Cause, wow! Well, thank you very much. I'm honored because <laughs> I know <laughs> you could get me out of the transition area. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'd like to think I can, you know, not um, the transition is not my only role, but yeah, no, it's no. not. But I could, uh, I could definitely, I could definitely keep you organized out there, Randy, for sure. I'd be like, stop taking pictures and yeah, get your motivated. shoes changed. Yes, motivated, maybe. Yep, is a better word. So, um, yep. And I well, and I said, all right, it'd have to be a million dollar prize money too, because <laughs> give my, you a little little incentive in, out there. Incentive out there, so. Um, but you 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 did a few other races other than just adventure races this year too. I mean, you can't. Oh, uh, not race. much. I jumped in two. Yeah, I jumped in a mountain bike race out in Arizona, and then I jumped in one in um, Carson City. And I think that's it. I had a couple other more mountain bike races on my calendar, but um, I'm not one to to uh, pre-register or plan ahead. And unfortunately, this time I actually tried to pre-register and plan ahead for a series, but. Um, I had conflicts, ended up with adventure races, and I'm going to choose yeah. an adventure race over a mountain bike race probably every time. So yeah. um, I only did two other side side stuff, um, I'd say, yeah. that I can remember at the moment. Are um, you... I wish I could have mixed it up a little bit more for sure, um, yeah. but 
I spent a lot of time traveling and, and just kind of driving around this summer. I didn't really plan on, on racing other than the big expedition ones. So. Yeah. Are you looking at, I mean, what, what kind of races other than adventure races interest you? Um, you know, I, I, I definitely learned my lesson that I am not in my mid twenties and I do not only mountain bike. So I did jump in one pro mountain bike race and basically got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> But by these younger, faster women who eat, breathe, sleep mountain biking only. Yeah. Um, the whole time I'm like, man, if we were out here for 20 more hours, I'd, you know, I'd whip yeah. them all and, you yeah. know, let's get on, let's get on foot, let's get in the boat. But um, I did enjoy, you know, jumping in um, another mountain bike race where I jumped in actually the amateur level and it, I had a blast. I got to ride with the guys. I mean, it was just so much more fun and I still got to, you know, really push myself. So I did enjoy, and those are both 50 milers. Um, yeah. I don't think I can go much shorter. I think I need the longer races. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I'd love to jump in another 24-hour mountain bike race. Um, those are hard to find. And um, and 100 milers, it's just, the problem with me is I am terrible at planning ahead. And a lot of these great events sell out. They cap out their numbers. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to, um, yeah. you know, get in the ones that I really, you know, want to do or I hear about last minute. And I'm like, oh, that would be great to do. But, oh. I was supposed to register six months ago. So yeah. um, my job this fall, while I'm not racing anymore, like I'm done, I, as I need to look ahead a little bit and see if I yeah. can find some fun stuff because I really think those are the events that, you know, are the best training is, is to get out and have, you know, have a 100-mile, you know, route yeah. already chosen for you. You have entertainment the whole way, you know, and you get out and you get a long ride in and, and you know, push yourself. Yeah, well. Um, I'm not into the whole ultra Thing for running but you know it, it would be i think it'd be fun if i jumped in a couple of uh, trail longer trail races i think it'd be good for me um right. i just yeah. again between well you can come between my laziness to plan ahead and uh you know think 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 more than at the end of the week um it's it's just hard to to jump into yeah i mean i'm debating about a 5k this weekend i mean it's four days away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that doesn't hardly count well, I was going to say, you can come to the yeah. Black Hills because I can get you in the Black Hills 100. I can get you in Tatanka. Yeah. All miles. right. Good to know. Good I'm, to know. I'm kind of a big deal. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> would you say you're legendary out there? Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I do like it out that way for sure. Um, yeah. So, um, so you're in, uh, as our mutual friend says, fat season. Is is that just kind of your goal right now? Just chill and and start thinking about next year. Yeah, I mean, I really don't even want to think about next year. It's yeah. it's it's kind of weird. This is a weird situation for me right now because um, basically, Adventure Medical gets we're we're not racing. Um, we lost our sponsorship this year, yeah. so that's why I only did one race under them. So it's kind of weird to like basically, I'm in a situation where I'm like, okay, well, who do I want to race with, and where do I want to race? Like. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've, my bucket list of races is pretty much, you know, if I retire today, I'm, I'm very content with, with, you know, where I've been and, and what yeah. I've done, but there's always those, you know, like sure eco challenges is, is supposedly happening and, and I've never done an Itera race and, you know, but, um, yeah. there's always a, you know, and like, well, God's own was really fun the last three years. Do I want to go a fourth year? You know, it's just, but right now I'm really enjoying not worrying about it, not thinking about it. And. Um, and yeah, just relaxing and it's, I'm visiting my family right now and doing other things and not feeling like, Oh crap, I should get out on my bike right now because I have a race, you know, in a couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's 
kind of nice to just get out and, you know, if I want to run or walk or do whatever or do nothing, um, then that's what I'll do. And um, I just yeah. finally put my bike together after getting back from Argentina and dropped it off at the shop. And I'm like, hey, you guys can keep it as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a good feeling to have and, and not, not worry about, you know, what's happening tomorrow and, um, yeah. not that I ever do, but you know, yeah. it's kind of, <laughs> I like uh, not having, I, I do enjoy not having a plan and, and, um, you know, I'm sure things will start to build and I've already had a couple of, you know, um, yeah. invites for other things going, Hey, what are you doing next year for this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, so we'll see. I'm is, not, I'm not, you know, yeah. is, I'm not is hanging that, it up yet. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, but is this kind of a little bit different off season? I mean, or are you always like chill at the end of the season? Or well, I, I definitely chill at the end of the season, but but most of the time, you know, I'm focused on the world championships. Are usually yeah. in November, and then by the time that you get back from that race, usually it's yeah. like okay, it's Christmas, and you know, and and then then you know it's winter, and and, and you know, depending on where I'm, you know, where my RV's parked at. Um, I think I think this year is different just because I feel like the season ended in you know mid-october like yeah. I, I have literally nothing else to, to yeah. really think about adventure race wise and sure i might jump into some fun you know road races or something just to just to do um but i think just being done this early of the year is what what makes it different yeah. um you know i haven't missed a world championship since geez last six six or seven of them yeah. um in you know and and do i have race envy maybe a little bit but i mean honestly that just after traveling for so long, getting back from Argentina, I, I looked at flights to go to Reunion Island. I mean, it's like the same thing. It's like 40 hours of traveling. Yeah. And it's just like, oh. And that's the part that breaks me down. It's I could do an expedition race, you know, once a month and be and feel fine. I, I think it's the the pre and post travel, travel. that um, yeah. breaks me down more than the actual race itself. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> you don't realize how hard travel is. I mean, people that don't travel a lot, like me, you don't realize how hard it is until you start doing a lot. And then you think, oh, yeah, this would yeah. Really suck to do this every week or twice a month yeah, or and, once and, a month. Or, so. Yeah, and schlepping your – I mean, it's it's the bike and the 50-pound bag of gear. I mean, it's yep. nothing simple. Um, when I used to just be a runner, I mean, you get on a plane with a backpack and, and yeah. you know, you could you could do that every <laughs> other week. Yeah. Um, whereas this is just like, okay, now I need to – you know, it's taking me – what I've been back a week now. It's taking me that long to – finally get my bike clean and all my gear clean and you know ready yeah. for the next one but there is no next one so i'm i'm okay with that but um yeah, yeah it's it definitely makes things harder when <laughs> between yeah. the travel and, and just dealing with you know and like okay what did i break in this race that needs to be replaced before the next one yeah. you know um you kind of you kind of forget about things or, or like hey what what didn't work for me in this race that needs to be fixed before the next one um it's those kind of things that you're you're always thinking about and, and trying to make sure you're ready for the next race um, to have everything. And right now, I, I don't really care. <laughs> it's kind of nice. <laughs> well, you know, I, I probably should have. I probably should be thinking so that I'm not in panic mode if all of a sudden I get asked to, you know, or, or end up doing a race. Be like, whoa, wait a second. I think I broke that, um, or I lost that, or this needs to be fixed, or you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of nice. You're an adventure racer. You just deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. But for now, you know, I'll let all my toenails grow back and try and be a normal person. And you know, <laughs> so. 
see uh, see what comes up next. All right. Okay, so we'll just say that this podcast is the official end of Mary Chandler's 2018 adventure race season. <laughs> <laughs> True. So you don't have to think about it until, I don't know, come to Sea to Sea in Florida in February. That won't suck totally. So <laughs> <laughs> That actually would be a good, uh, that's a, definitely a good come off the couch and, 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 and go race yep. across flat Florida for sure. Yep. Yeah. So it, it is one I have not done. And, uh, you know, so all definitely, right. well, definitely keep it in mind. You should. Okay. I get to go this year. So you got that bonus. Nice. So nice. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you well, going out to reunion Island or no? No. Um, I yeah. am, I'm headed for the Baja 1000, um, oh, in nice. two weeks. So I'll be to Mexico for two weeks covering that. So nice. Yeah, well, shoot, I don't even think there are any American teams going nope. to uh, Reunion Island anyway. So no, and then um, yeah, I also just saw a thing that uh, dengue fever is epidemic there. So oh really? Yeah. So I don't even know what that is, but that doesn't sound good. It's a really bad um, infection. No, not infection. I don't know fever. And there's no there's no vaccination, and uh, you know you just got to not get bit by mosquitoes. So, ah, I, no problem. Yeah, so I am not. Missing you know what the cure the, is to to keep away these these fevers and all these issues is just eat more sugar when you're out there, and and then uh, that's kind of your immunity. You know, that sounds really stupid, but I don't seem to have <laughs> as, I don't seem to have as much problem with bugs as other people do. <laughs> and I eat a lot of sugar when I'm out there. You there? So. <laughs> would, yeah. would be true. All right. Well, thanks, Randy. Thank you. It was a great chat. And um, chill till next year. All right. Sounds good. Talk All to you right. later. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Jamal.